Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The hits literally keep on coming from one boxing match to the next. They grow in anticipation, and this weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night. There's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate this weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users an opportunity to get 55 to 1 odds on either main event fighter winning this weekend's fight. That's $1, and if the fighter of your choice wins, you get $55. Plus, with basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner, giddy up, DraftKings Sportsbook has more ways than ever for you to make it rain. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, meaning you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up for a limited time only. All new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hockey fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first-round draft bust? We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the NHL. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast for it is Friday, May 7th, 2021. Congratulations, ye weary traveler. You have made it to Friday. Rest, my friend. Rest. Grab yourself a tall cold one. A drink, that is. And relax. You made it to Friday. Or as a certain other Twitter account has said, Congratulations, ye sailor. You made it to Friday. SpongeBob reference. Don't you judge me. So before we get on to the podcast this week, I just want to thank you to everyone who listened to last um, podcast, which was my interview with Carl Alsner. Nearly 50 downloads of said interview. Thank you to Carl for being such a good sport 
and coming on the show and doing said interview. It was really good, and I hopefully he is the first of several other former Hershey Bears, or who knows? Maybe some with the Bears as well could come in, but who knows? I'm just rambling. So unfortunately, considering I did only an interview this week, this means I am really far behind on the recaps. And while real life kind of smacked me across the face as I was coming home from dinner uh, tonight, I thought, you know what? I got to I gotta get to these games because if I don't, I, I'm just going to feel guilty if I don't. Besides, I want to say I got to do this, but I got to and I want to do this. Like, it's, it's easy when you're in the mood for a podcast and get out there and want to do this. But it ain't easy when your heart's heavy and you got to get on this microphone for all of you. And that's exactly what I am doing. So <laughs> let's do this. Love you, Grandma. Mean it. So let's go all the way back to April 28th. Ah, uh, yes, when I got my COVID shot. So yeah, that's another reason why I was backed up because um, the 28th, I got my second vac shot. That's all I'm really saying. I'm not doing a flex. But the following day, I just felt like absolute crap. So we go all the way back to the 28th, and the boys were in Binghamton, uh, Newark. But another quarter in the jar for that one, or in Newark to take on the seemingly depleted, um, soon-to-be Utica Comets, known now as the Binghamton Devils. And it really seems like New Jersey is really emptying their bench now. And I know I'm saying this a week and a half late, but that's what they're pretty much doing. They're calling up a lot of guys from Binghamton like, hey, Nolan Foote, you, go. Greer, hey, you, come on, come on, you're calling up. Hey, uh, Jeremy, no, we need some more time. But uh, uh, hey, Sutherland, you're up, kid. Uh Danik Martell, <laughs> no. Foot, you're up, son. They're just they're just calling boys up left and right, left and right. And friend of the podcast, Neil Valentino, boy, is he gonna have to learn a lot of these names. But we'll get to the future of the Binghamton Devils later on in the podcast. But the boys went at it, and it's just it's a typical Binghamton Devils game we've seen all year: sloppy, clogging the middle lane drawing penalties and the devils get on a power play late in the period and what ends up happening some play down low the devils win a corner scrum get it back out right to the defender in a high slot who the hell's covering him and goes right over to holtz winds fire scores holtz schultz holtz that doesn't really work but kid gets his First American League professional goal. Why do we always give these up? Why? Why is it always us that gives up the first American League hockey goal to the rookies? They, they always happen against us. It, okay, okay, okay. Channel Hades. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. And it's one nothing Binghamton early. And, well... Just got to get right back on that horse against Binghamton, don't you? So the boys get the four-checking game going into the second. You know, you're going to beat the Devils. You got to beat them at their own game. And Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy played the puck, and Malate just got in there behind the net, just went, yoink, 
Throws it back out to the corner, back out front. Long shot sticked aside by Brodeur. Off the boards, out in front. Shot scores! And wouldn't you know it who it was? <laughs> yeah. It's not o'clock, you bastards! <laughs> Credit Ross Twiddell and Cultaholic. Matt Molson gets his ninth of the season. And the Bears tied up. Mm-mm-mm. Love it. Molson out in front, cleaning up those rebounds. Remind you of, oh, I don't know, Tom Kostopoulos or a Colin McDonald. So really good to see that out of the captain. And I love the boys just keep pouring it on against Binghamton. They're not going to let up because you know Binghamton, you know, once they get their game going, these guys can come, come right back. And they just they play the boards. I love their winning puck battles against Binghamton. It's beating them at their own at their own game. Back out to the point. Cameron Schilling looks, throws one on net, deflected in front, scores. And would you look at that? Like London buses, two have come at once. It's Matt o'clock again, everyone. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Two goals on night on the night for Matt Molson. Could I finally get that hat trick with Molson? Could I? Who knows? So it's 2-0 Hershey with about 9.05 left in the second. I love seeing stuff like this out of the boys, especially going on the road, a team that can still be feisty because when you have a team that has nothing to lose and is not like playing for nothing but has nothing to lose, those are the teams that are most dangerous, and you cannot, and I mean this, you cannot take those teams for granted. So it's hard to believe at one point that this was the most feared power play team in, in all the league. But, you know, the Bears have seen this team plenty of times. They know exactly what they're going to get against the this Binghamton team. So they their penalty kill really works them down, just gets at it. But Binghamton just getting that cycling game going. And there's Yobbs. Yobbs? Yobbs? Who's got him? Who's him all in front? And he scores. You can't leave a guy alone all in front. I don't care if the if the freaking power play's expiring. Binghamton ties it with 2.38 left in the second. Yep, it's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? So early on in the third, the boys get another power play, and this is the time where good teams just really know when able to turn it on, and that's exactly what the Bears do. Win the faceoffs. And how many times do I say this all freaking season win faceoffs, especially on the power play, and that's exactly what the guys do. Get it out to the point, work around the point a little bit, throws it to Mallet, grip it, rip it, scores! Oh, 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 bro, door. Oh, kid, I'm sorry. You have to go through that. That is just a laser that is just aimed right past your head, head and into the net. It goes Philippe Mallet, power play goal, 1806. Left in the third, and you know what? I'm like, okay, let's just put this little baby to bed with the boys. They they got this. They're going to be fine. This is Binghamton. They got nothing left. They got guys like like White and Jobs left. I mean, this team's emptied the tank. We got this, right? Right? Nope. No, it can't be that easy because it's the Binghamton Devils. That's why. And the Devils just press on and with just... 9.30 left to go in the third. There's Yobst in the circle. Oh, no. Yep. Scores. Ties the freaking game at three. Dear Lord. 
Can't we just close the game out against these guys and try to not make this as stressful? I mean, I'm eating dinner at, at Finici's, and I'm like, come on, let's just let's just wrap this game up. I mean, this, this is Binghamton. But they're able to to settle it down, to lock it down, and they go into overtime after I drop my beloved off at home. And I'm driving home, and they're getting some opportunities, some good two-on-ones on both ends, but nothing comes of it. And for the first time all season on April 28th, and yes, I know we started all the way back in uh, on February 5th, but for the first time all season, the Bears go to the shootout. Pew, pew. So yeah, yeah, shootout. First up, Philippe Mallet comes in on Jeremy. Looks, looks, deeks, shot, scores. Mm, 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 mm. Love it. Love it. So over comes the Devils. They send their first one out. Who is it? Who cares? He gets stopped. Next up for Hershey. Connor McMichael. All right. This is the kind of sugar that Papa likes, and this is the kind of stuff I want to see. What will he do in shootouts in the skills competition? Grabs the puck, gets in the slot, deeks, deeks, looks at Brodor, tries to pull it on the backhand, and it rolls off his freaking stick. Dang, gummit. So, all right. All right, come on, man. We just need one more stop. Stop out of you. Devils, second round, they get stopped. All right, who are we sending over for the third? Times like this, I miss Michael Scarbosa with that coming fast, stop, deek, 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 that filthy move he did against Mike McKinna, I think, once. No, it wasn't Mike McKinna he did that, too. That was, um, oh, God. Was it Perube? Was it J.F. Perube? I think he did that, too, against the Phantoms. I think that was Perube he did that, too. And... Guys like him, you miss. So who are we sending? AJ. We're sending eight. All right. He's had, he's had a couple breakaways this year. So goes in, picks up with speed, him and his beautiful hair. Comes in, goes in, deep shot, scores. Yes. And that's the end of the game. Two goals in the skills competition. Nabs you the extra point and Bears win it at RJ Bonabus Hockey Hoose. Bears win it. Four to three to final in the shootout. Huzzah, one and all. Back and forth battle against Binghamton. And might as well enjoy these while they last because, well, sadly, those days are soon going to be coming to an end. But we'll get to that later on in the show. I got three other games I got to get through. God help us all. So the boys get right back at it on May Back on May 1st, it's a Saturday afternoon tilt in Wilkes-Barre. 5 o'clock start up there at the arena in the shadow of a mountain. Yes, I'm all for this. And Wilkes-Barre brings out those black alts again. I'm liking this. Please, with all the change we're going to see over the offseason, I really hope these become their new home jerseys so that way they don't copy Big Brother all the time. These are nice. They're not those stupid mustard alternates. These are clean, beautiful, and I love it. Sadly, though, those lively Wilkes-Barre boards, much like an old-school arena in Detroit, Red Wings rant will know all about this. Just come back to bite the Bears once again as a long shot from off the point. You know... It's almost like the defensemen in Wilkes-Barre practice this, where they practice these long shots off the boards. They go bank shots where it comes out to the other side of the net. Oh, crap, it's worked again. Sam Militic's side of the net scores. And Wilkes-Barre's up early, and I hear the... Goal horn. Yes, 
Thank you, Wilkes-Barre. We, we, we know. We know all about your goal horn. Sam Melitic, I may have one of his jerseys in my collection, and Wilkes-Barre is up one nothing early. But the boys come right back, wasting no time. Wilkes-Barre got that goal at literally two minutes in, but the boys, again, they come right back. Uh, Mala tried looking for a nice centering feed, just couldn't get it. Skates back out. In comes Cameron Schilling in the slot. Nobody's covering him. Rister scores! Beats Maxime Lagans with a laser! And the high slot just beats him low glove. No, you are not having a 20-plus save game tonight, Maxime Lagance. I don't care if the Penguins eventually bring you up on their taxi squad. You are not taking control of this game yet again. And we are tied at one point apiece. But, but Wilkes-Barre, just for, that forecheck, these guys are starting to find their game late in April. I know it doesn't make any sense to me in it either, either, but the heavy four check-in forces a turnover, and Robert, 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 did, I don't care. I don't know who that guy is. I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I don't even know who this guy is. And he freaking scores on Hershey to make it 2-1 Wilkes-Barre. Woof. And the Bears just start pouring it on Legacy, who's just, you know, yeah, I said they're, they're not going to, He's not going to have one of those 20 saves game, but bless him, he is trying to. He is really making some good state saves. Even a bar hit from Hershey, and it's just not getting through. Can somebody please beat this guy? So the Bears get a power play going. Great entry into the zone. Mini three, three on two. Actually, wasn't a power play. My mistake. <laughs> anyway, seat of your pants broadcasting at its fi finest. Throws one in front. Kale Kessie trying to score on, on these guys. Can't get it in. Comes back out, and it is double-A. Alexander Alexiev cleans up the rebound and beats Legacy. About freaking time, and it's 2-2. It's going to be one of those games in Wilkes-Barre. I can already feel it. And again, those are the type of games that I liked in Wilkes-Barre, where it's back and forth, scoring. Wilkes-Barre gets the upper hand. Hershey gets an answering goal. The crowd... All nine of them get into it and start really ramping up Wilkes-Barre, and it really feels like a road game. And for the first time all freaking year, I, I, I felt it was a game. I was on the edge of my seat, even though I'm at home, watching this, getting nervous, getting tense, because it's still a road game. Even in these glorified preseason games, as some fans like to call them, it's still a road game. It's still the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, freaking Penguins, and the excitement and drama is still there. God, I can't wait for October to roll around. So in, in the third we go, and Wilkes-Barre brings it into their zone and is able to pin the puck up against the boards. And the one guy, I don't know who it was, but my God, he's fighting for all it's worth. He's got two bears draped all over him, and he's guarding the puck, protecting it with his skate, and throws a pass over to number eight. Number eight plays for Wilkes-Barre. He's all alone. Who's got him? Who's got number eight? Nobody. Shot. Scores. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? You know what? That's a great play. Defending the puck on the boards. Winning those puck battles, which we say all the time, with two players all, all over you. That should have turned into a zone exit and Bears going the other way. But nope, it's just knocking the puck out of a scrum and your teammate jumping in on the play. Nice play, you rat. And Wilkes-Barre's in the lead, 3-2. 
don't let this how how this ends it please don't don't let this how this ends but oh no oh no Wilkes-Barre gets tied up in the neutral zone off a line change and it gets picked off and coming the other way. That's Kale Kessie. Kale Kessie in on a breakaway with Maxime Lagarde. Steak shot scores! Kale Kessie! Oh my god! Kale Kessie just scored a freaking breakaway goal in Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> oh, oh, it is delicious. <laughs> it is most delicious. I love it. And he just skates by the bench, just laughing, going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and uh, you could hear the ref coming over, going, hey, 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 don't do any of that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Celebrate your goal, but, you know, have some sportsmanship about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sportsmanship. Yeah, sure. Sure. But, oh. Kale Kessie. <laughs> Can we please sign this guy next year when we have hopefully have a full freaking season behind us? So we go to overtime. We go into freaking overtime against Wilkes-Barre. It's three on three, and these guys know how to play three on three the same way we do. They do what we do. Three on three, puck possession, and wait for chances. It's getting to those puck battles, which they've been able to do, do through, throughout the day. And Wilkes-Barre, they try to get an opportunity in. Fire shot, bounces off, uh, never makes it to the net, but gets to the near boards. And Alexiev just comes over there and fights and just pokes it through. Pokes it through to a Connor McMichael on a breakaway. Oh, my goodness. Comes in on Legacy. Looks, shots, scores! Yes! Yes! Connor McMichael in overtime has ended the game! Huzzah! He, yes! That's the kind of sugar, honey, and iced tea that I've been waiting for. Connor freaking McMichael in overtime on the road against Wilkes-Barre. Brother. Sorry, I, I kind of had to do that. Remember what I told Caps Chirps about a month ago? Yes, he's done this stuff against Binghamton, but I wanted to see this against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and this, this stuff right here. I need more of this come October. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre, as cousin John Walton would say. Bears win it 4-3 to three to final in overtime and send all 600 socially distanced Wilkes-Barre fans home miserable and in traffic. And once again, Hershey socially distanced Wilkes-Barre from winning. 
<laughs> Love it. Love all of this. And nice job by the boys. This is the type of Wilkes-Barre game, again, I used to see in the mid-2010s, back and forth, scoring up and down, and just waiting on either your playmakers or an unsung hero to win the game in overtime in frickin' Wilkes-Barre. I don't think I would have been thrown out of Mohegan Sun Arena, at least for this, but, oh, this would have been such a fun game to watch there at the arena in the shadow of a mountain. But before we head on to game number three, which is against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms on a Sunday afternoon, we're going to take a short break and kick it out to the city of Chicago. What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically... A beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. This turns into a freaking goaltender's duel. You got freaking you know, Felix Sandstrom at one end, the determined pet project of the Philadelphia Flyers, Cam York making his giant center debut. Good for him. And at the other end should be Phoenix Cop. No, no. Hunter Shepard. The Shepard. The kid from South Carolina. We're going to start him? Well, season ends in two weeks, so why the heck not? Let's let, let, let's see, see what the kid can do. And this kid, wow. You know, he's playing rather well into the second. Shh, quiet, you idiot. And Sandstrom just coming up big as Hershey's just destroying him with shots. I mean, midway through the second, the Bears are out shooting the Phantoms 24-7. to And I wish I was make, making that up. But Bears are able to win the fa- faceoff with about 8.33 left in the second. Gets it to Brett Leeson, just gets in the slot. Shot scores! Finally! Big, beefy Brett Leeson. I'll tell you what, he's making a run for unsung hero or most improved this year. There just might be a nice little award trophy or two in store for him at the end of the year. But that makes it one nothing Hershey in a freaking goaltending defensive duel. And that's exactly what this becomes. And the Bears are just telling Lehigh, you are not winning this game on, on a Sunday. I don't care if you're wearing your fresh road whites or not. Still don't like them. And Zach even says it on the broadcast as I'm standing in line at Hershey Park. And if it sounds like I don't have a lot of uh, recap for this, it's because, well, I didn't watch this. I was at Hershey Park. I'm getting my body ready for for uh, something for, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. Getting it ready for, for PA Ren Fair later in the year. So I'm just trying to get myself active once again. And it was one of those <laughs> warm June feeling days at Hershey Park, but I tried to keep an eye on the game, and there just really wasn't much going on. So while we're standing in line for Great Bear, I looked, oh, two minutes to go. 
one nothing. Let me just pull up my American Hockey League app and oh look who has AHL TV on Team Pass this year. Beep boop boop done in while we're standing in line for Great Bear. Let's just watch the boys close this bad boy out. They pull Felix out with two minutes and change left to go. Hey, why the heck not? Season's done in two weeks. Am I right, ladies? And Phantoms, they just can't get anything going. And it gets out of the zone. Shane Gersich is able to get it out of the zone and fight out of the way. All the way down. Throws it across into a streaking AJ and scores. Go warm up the bus. That'll do it. See ya, Phantoms. Get out of here. Enjoy your drive down I-78. Here's a candy bar for you on the way out. And Hunter Shepard, 23 save shutout as the boys are sweep the weekend and win the weekend. And I'll keep using that saying and take one step closer to getting, well, whatever Northern Division Championship you want to call it. But the Phantoms right now are the team that are chasing us. And we still, allegedly, we've got three makeup games against them. And who knows if the AHL is going to want to have us make them up or not. But it's it's us in Lehigh heading down the home stretch to see who will win the Northern Division. So we got one other game to take care of. And that is on this Past Wednesday, we finally made it to the present, everyone. Sorry if this has been a little long in the tooth and a little long-winded, but hey, I've had a lot to to cover on this. So um, the boys are at it on the fan, against the Phantoms at the PPL Center for the last time, thank God, until October. And Lehigh busts out their black jerseys, black with orange accents, with the orange striping down the arms. Basically, think... A Flyers jersey, but primarily black. But instead of white stripes down the arms, it's orange with black numbering and orange on the back. It's complicated. It's Lehigh. And the boys get the early jump on the Phantoms as Leeson wins a board battle. If I was in at the Phantoms, I wouldn't have even sat down yet. Actually, if the seating permits it, I don't sit down when I'm at Lehigh. And he throws one off the boards. Big rebound in front by Sandstrom. Maite with the rebound. Scores! 24 freaking seconds in, as Zach said. And the boys are up 1-0. Yes! This this is what you got to do against the Phantoms. You can't let let the crowd get into it. You got to score a goal early. And nothing shuts those fans up more than getting an early goal in Lehigh. And this game was a little bit distracting because, well, yeah, the Bears and Phantoms were playing, but there was a certain other hockey game going on in New York City at the time that, you know, kind of caught the eyes of the hockey world at that point. And before all of you think, oh, no, he's going to start talking about you-know-who fighting you-know-what and you-know-where. No. No. This will be free of that kind of talk because, believe you me, There's plenty of other podcasts here on the Hockey Podcast Network that are going to cover that. Twitter was all aglow from Monday all the way through to 10 p.m. on Wednesday. So there's plenty of other ones out there. Go to Caps Chirp. Go to to Broadway Blues or Broadway's Hat, which is another Rangers podcast altogether. 
um, you know, go to Fourth Line and probably eight other podcasts here on the network that are going to talk about you know who doing to you know what. But this podcast will not cover it. We will not be talking about said incident because it doesn't factor Hershey. It may affect the Capitals, but it does not affect us. So you know what? I am taking my stand. I am making a vow. The moment is here. The timing is now, to quote Animaniacs, and I will not talk about said incident. You just spent two minutes talking about it passive-aggressively. He ain't wrong. Moving on. So not surprising in Lehigh, there's a little fisticuffs, and we get a little four-on-four action. That's fine. And so the Bears try to get a clearing attempt, and in comes Hogberg. Hogberg? Marcus Hogberg? Former goalie for the for the Ottawa Senators? No. The heck is freaking Hogberg? The kid looks 120 pounds soaking wet. But he steals the puck, streaks in on Copley, shoots, and scores. And... And phantoms. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yes, Hogberg. I'm not going to like this kid, am I? Probably not. So the phantoms tie it off of a uh, turnover, off of a clearing attempt. Okay, fine. Whatever. It can never be that easy in freaking Wilkes-Barre. But then Chris Mueller on a nice crossing feed. Mueller. Mueller. Mueller, former Rochester American, makes it 2-1 Phantoms. It's going to be one of those nights in Lehigh, isn't it? But I will admit, with all these socially distanced uh, fans, it kind of is missing that 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 little touch in Lehigh. It's missing that, that little hinted scent of danger whenever I go to the PPL Center. Well, nowadays, when you go there, you'd just be worried about... Well, no, 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 that, that, that's going to be... I'm going down a dangerous path. On to the highlights, on to the recaps. Let's keep this going before I get fired. And so the boys work at it late late in the second, get some nice circle game go, Circle, circle, perimeter game going, four-check game going, and Protoss tries to feed Riyadh for a goal. Can't get it. A little bit of Prince Albert Raiders connection there. I liked it. Big, beefy Brett Leeson's on this line as well. Ooh, I like where the, this is going. Leeson, nice crossing pass over to Riyadh. Shot scores! Ya dirty, dirty freaking Riyadh. Gets it in and ties it 2-2 in Lehigh with about three minutes and change left to go in the first. Ooh, it's going to be one of those nights. But then it's freaking Lehigh. It is freaking Lehigh and Cam York. One of the heroes of Team USA at the World Juniors gets his first goal against the Hershey Bears and makes it 3-2 Phantoms. Oh, no. No, I, I want to like Cam York. And, and, and Flyers' feed blew up after this. Cam York scored. He got his... It, it's, it's not his first, but they made it sound like it was, it was his first professional goal. And, yes, the, the bully is talented. I'm not going to take take that away from him at all, but can he do that against some other team? Can he do that against, oh, I don't know, Wilkes-Barre or, or Binghamton? You know, don't play well against us. But the boys answer again. Connor freaking McMichael making work go at the blue line, keeping the pressure in. 
chips it into the zone past the Phantom trying to cover him, the poor bastard. And in comes AJ, just chips it on over to him, him and his beautiful hair. I say that because it's true. Shot on Sandstrom, big freaking rebound. He does a lot of those. And AJ collects his own rebound, deposits it into the net. And it's 3-3. Three, three. Back and forth, up and down game. These type of things are supposed to happen in Wilkes-Barre. Not supposed to happen against the Phantoms. And it's it's 3-3. And this game started to settle down as a certain other game in Madison Square Garden started to settle down. And thankfully, my Twitter feed started to slow down as well. So, so about midway through the third with about little under 12 minutes to go. Phantoms back in their own zone. Long stretch pass to number 44, but number 44 plays for Lehigh. Is that Cam York? Oh, my God, it is. In, on any scores. Oh, no. No. No, I went through this with Danik Martell, Nink Ankei Kubel, Chris Connor. Oh, God. Is this kid going to turn into a notified pain in the butt against the Bears? I certainly hope not. Cam York makes it 4-3 Lehigh, and you could just kind of feel the ice tilt in their favor. Phantoms tackle on another one, and at that point, it's all but over. Not our night, as I was kind of like Homer Simpson. I skim on my phone. I'm like, oh, how are the Bears doing? 5-3 Lehigh. Go! So, Phantoms win it. Bears' three-game winning streak comes to an end as they lose at the PPL Center. 5-3 this past Wednesday. But not a bad effort by the boys. These past four games, as I've talked about, the Bears went three for four, scoring a plenty in both of them. So well done out of the lads. Very well done. I'm not going to come on here and say they played like crap. They didn't. Out of all the stuff I just recapped, and this is a good, healthy podcast for going through a lot of this, was very, very well done. I'm really proud of what the bo- what the boys have done. And they have a three, two or three-point edge on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms heading into the last, I think, like seven games of the season. Now, keep in mind, three of those are makeups. And if it really does come down between these teams, then those games are going to have to be made up. And, we're, and we may end up extending the season past um, uh, May 16th. Um, I don't have too much of a problem with that, but we'd see how scheduling would end up. So we got coming up with the boys. The last four games are this Friday against the Binghamton Devils. Uh, Saturday we get our, for now, last crack at the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at at, at Giant Center. Four o'clock start on a Saturday. Mm-mm, that is delicious. And then it's the last two home games, Saturday at 1 o'clock, the last one, thank God, against the Binghamton slash Newark Devils, and then against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, 3 o'clock start on Mon- on Sunday, May 16th, preferably the last game for now, and I will be there as well. Well, this has been a good podcast, everyone. This has gone on a bit, a little bit longer than what I would have thought, but... You know, four games, that's a lot to uncover, and I think we've done a really good job as well. A little quick note, the AHL Board of Governors uh, meeting was actually uh, yesterday, since it's almost reaching 1 a.m. I'm a night owl. Uh, So 
the move was approved to have the Utica Comets, actually the Vancouver Canucks, take their affiliation out of Utica and go out west and will now become the Abbotsford tentative name Canucks. Um, they are moving to Abbotsford, British Columbia, Canada, creating another specific team as well. And the Binghamton Devils will be moving their affiliation up to the Utica Comets. Now, the the uh, affiliation was made final today with a 10-year agreement between the Utica and the New Jersey Devils. Now, as of right now, they will not be called the Utica Devils. And I thought they would be, but they're not. They are going to stick with the name the Comets as of right now. So they are still Utica Comets proud affiliate of the New Jersey Devils. And I think for the first time in this team's history or second time in their team history that they have had an affiliation, they have not been called the Devils. The one other time they haven't is when they were called the Albany Wiverwats and they were in the fine city of Albany, New York there at the Tuck. Now, they did have the Utica Comets with the uh, Devil Red and Black and I got to say, boys and girls, if this means we are going to get a Utica Devils black and white Utica Devils, Utica Comets, I will not get used to saying that. Utica Comets red and black jersey as opposed to uh, Canucks blue and green. Sign me up. I can't wait to see these what these bad boys are going to look like. And this will be a summer of massive change for the American Hockey League moving forward. Uh, relocation and schedules. Actually, realignment, I should say, in schedules were shelved for a later date. Uh, so we will see how the league will change as we head forward. But there will be a lot of stuff moving forward with the American Hockey League. And so that'll do it this this Friday as we had a lot of recaps to get through. That was four games for us to get through. And it, it was fun, everyone. So thank you for all your times, listens, and downloads, especially for the past two episodes, which both have nearly eclipsed the 50 download mark. Thank you to everyone. We are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And while the Bears will be winding down, we'll be getting our first game overs, hopefully out within a week, where we will be talking about the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils and more of a playoffs and a game overs will be taking center stage as the AHL comes to an end. Now, that doesn't mean I won't be coming on and talking about Bears from time to time. I will be. I'm hoping to get Corey Schwartz back on with me, and we will go through some season awards as well. But as Alton Brown has always said, that is another show. So be sure to check out other uh, podcasts as well, the Caps Chirps podcast, which is our our main club as well as we've played the devils check out devil state of mind as well if you're a yinzer like myself tip of the iceberg podcast lots of other great content on the hockey podcast network my name's richard blosser thank you for joining me and as always keep your stick on the ice as red green once said go bears we'll catch you next time that's the end of the game Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.